Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary, and today I am going to be talking about the NFL Draft and discussing what could potentially happen with each pick in the first round of the draft. Today is Wednesday. It's the day before the draft officially happens. Um, and I, I'm really excited about the draft this year. It's going to be super exciting. This has been a, a really unique and rare process because like, we're dealing with covid so, uh, there's a lot of players that opted out of the 2020 season due to COVID-19. Um, teams haven't been a- haven't been able to, you know, meet with prospects and talk with people like they usually would. So this has been a- a- just a-, a crazy draft process, but I'm really excited. And I think this could be one of the most exciting drafts we've seen in recent memory. But let's go ahead and get started um, and-, and let's talk about the draft. Real quick, I want to pull up my big board uh, because I do have a big board this year uh, with my top 50 prospects. Let me pull that up and, and I have a mock draft, um, but I, I really want to just talk about what could happen with each pick and what I think each each team should do. Um, this is going to be a, a fun little podcast today. So starting off with the first pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars, we all know what they're going to do. Uh, they're in the midst of a full rebuild. Um, they do already have a, a good quarterback on their roster and guard their ministry. He's solid, but they want elite. They want an elite quarterback. And we know they're taking Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Um, he already, reportedly, he, reportedly he already has the playbook. Um, and on April 18th, like 10 days ago, he announced on Twitter that he and his wife are going to be donating $20,000 to charities in Jacksonville because Jaguars fans uh, gave them wedding gifts. So... The writing's on the wall. They're going to take Trevor Lawrence, and this is who they should take. He's my number one player in the class. I love Trevor Lawrence. Um, he has everything you can want in a franchise quarterback. I mean, he has size, arm strength. Um, his timing's excellent. He played in an offense in college that isn't that 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 isn't you know conducive. Um, or, or I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like his offense in college was college. They ran a lot of RPOs. Um, screens, play actions, like, and, and there were a lot of one-ring throws, and that makes me more concerned a little bit about his trans, his translation from, or his transition from the college, from college to the NFL, so I think he could struggle early on in his rookie season, um, but he has all the physical tools and the mental cap- capabilities to, um, to be extremely good, even if he does have some bumps in the road early on in his rookie season, this is the right pick. And this is what I expect to happen on draft night. Now, at number two, the New York Jets. Um, I think this pick is set in stone as well. I believe they're going to take Zach Wilson. Every single mock that you'll see or that you'll read um, up to the draft will have Zach Wilson at two. Um, and, and I like this pick. Zach Wilson is my QB two in this draft. He's my number five player in the class. Um, but, like, you know, with... with with quarterbacks, um, you need to prioritize them over everyone else if that is a position of need for your team. And, of course, that is for the Jets. Like, they just recently traded Sam Darnold. They have no viable quarterback on their roster. So they need a quarterback. And, in my opinion, Zach Wilson is the second-best quarterback in the draft. Um, I love Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is fantastic. And honestly, I think Justin Fields has a higher floor than Zach Wilson. But I think Zach Wilson has an extremely high ceiling. 
And I, I could easily see Zach Wilson being the best quarterback in this draft. I mean, his ability to make throws off-platform is incredible. Out of structure, he's the best quarterback in the class. Um, in, in those situations, he's the best. He's Joe Burrow. He's like, he's Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers-esque outside of structure. Uh, but I think his processing can get a little bit better. I think sometimes he just ignores the middle of the field for no reason. I think sometimes he puts himself in situations where he has to go out of structure uh, when he really doesn't need to. Um, and so I think there's just some issues. And his footwork uh, can be cleaned up, but his throwing motion is extremely fluid. He's accurate. I think when everything is on point, when his mechanics are perfect, he has a super strong arm. And he's got ex extraordinary arm talent. I love Zach Wilson. I, I think he's fantastic. And in New York, with the Jets, where they don't have a ton of talent on that offense, I think his ability to make throws in the tight windows and to make throws off-platform will allow him to succeed early on. I think if they can get a left tackle or, or a right tackle like Tevin Jenkins at 23, if they're able to do that, I think he could you know, flourish with the Jets. Now at number three, the San Francisco 49ers, rumors are that they are going that they are deciding between Matt Jones and Trey Lance. Now, if I were them, I would take Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields' combination of mobility, arm strength, and accuracy makes him the third best quarterback in the class and, and gives him a good argument to be the second best quarterback in this class. And to be honest, he's the kind of guy I would expect people to love. Because he came out, coming out of out of high school, he was a five-star recruit. He played at, at an elite level for two years at Ohio State, playing um, high-level competition. And he's got elite physical tools. And then he went out at his pro day and ran a 4-4 40-yard dash. And he's got the production. He's got everything you could possibly want. And so I'm just I'm shocked that people don't love him because he's the kind of quarterback you would expect everyone to fall in love with. However, that's just not the case. Uh, but with the 49ers, they're going to either take Trey Lance or Mac Jones. I wouldn't even consider Mac Jones here. I just don't think he's worth a pick. And Trey Lance, I think Trey Lance is good enough um, to justify taking him here. Now I wouldn't take him over Justin Fields, but but I understand the argument. He has elite physical tools. His arm strength and mobility are honestly probably the best in the class. I think he has a, he's the most physically gifted quarterback in the 2021 NFL draft. But I think he I think his accuracy can get a little bit better. That's really my only question with him. Can his accuracy and ball placement get better? I think it can. I think that is something that is fixable once you get to the next level. I think he'll become a more accurate passer in the NFL. Um, and I think he will be a great fit in college and enhanced QB-friendly offense. Um, and he can sit for a year. They don't have to start him year one. They have Jimmy Garoppolo. They can rock with him for one year, let Trey Lance sit on the bench, and then he can start next year. And, and I think he can be really, really good in year two um, if he does sit his rookie season. Now, I believe they're going to take Mac Jones, which I believe is a mistake. I think Mac Jones, you know, he's not as physically gifted as, as the other top five quarterbacks. He doesn't have uh, the same arm strength. He doesn't have the same mobility. Um, but he is accurate, and he does make good decisions. He, he doesn't make poor decisions. He doesn't turn the, the, the ball over. Uh, my one big issue with him is the fact that he falls apart under pressure. His footwork 
um, when he gets pressured, is is not good. It falls apart, and then his accuracy his accuracy falls apart as a result of his mechanics and his footwork falling apart. And and that's a big concern for me. And there are times where he there's not even pressure in his face, and his footwork still falls apart. So that's a big concern for me. And that's the main reason why I wouldn't take Matt Jones at three. I think Matt Jones is worth a first-round pick. Like, if you take him in the first round, that's fine. But he is nowhere near worth a, a top-five pick. That's just, no. Like, you're crazy if you're taking him at three, in my opinion. But I think that's what we can expect. Kyle Shanahan seems to like him. I know the, there are reports that the 49ers are split here. Their scouting department likes Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan likes Mac Jones. And because Kyle Shanahan likes Mac Jones, I think they're going to take Mac Jones. Now, at number 14, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm a Falcons fan, so I'm a bit nervous about this pick. I want us to take a quarterback, um, but I think there's a possibility that we, that we take Kyle Pitts. And I think there are three possibilities here. I think the Falcons will either take Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or Kyle Pitts. I think all three options are good are good picks. Like Kyle Pitts is the number two player on my big board. But the Falcons are heading into a full rebuild. And if they're going to do that, I think they need to plan for the future and take Matt Ryan's replacement. He's not going to be here in two years. Like He's aging. He's played at an average level for the past two years. You can disagree with me. That's just what I believe. And because of that, I think the Falcons are going to try to get rid of him um, as soon as possible. And they haven't out in two years. And as soon um, as they can get rid of his contract, they will. And to plan for that, I think they should take a quarterback. And I believe both Trey Lance and Justin Fields, if they sit for a year, that next year they could both potentially be better than Matt Ryan a year from now. I'm saying potentially. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying they potentially could be because what Matt Ryan is today is not the same player that he was in 2016 when he won the MVP. And it's not even the same player he was in 2018 when he played at an MVP level. So I think they should go quarterback. And I think they're going to go quarterback. I honestly do. Um, apparently, their asking price in trades is extremely high. And that makes me believe that they're going to take a quarterback at four. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they took Kyle Pitts because um, Arthur Smith, their new head coach coming in, he wants to be competitive right away. Like, he's a head coach. That's what every head coach wants. Uh, but Terry Fontenot, uh, our new GM coming over from the Saints, he wants to build for the future. And I think he wants to take a quarterback. Arthur Smith wants to take a weapon. To and he wants to surround Matt Ryan with pieces because I believe that he thinks Matt Ryan can still play at a high level. And Matt Ryan's good. It's not like he's bad. I just don't think he's as good as, as most people think. And, but when it, it when it comes down to turning the card in, I think the Falcons are going to take a quarterback, and I think they're going to take Trey Lance. Now, I like Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is, auth is awesome. He's worth a top 10 pick. I prefer Justin Fields personally because I think Fields, um, his accuracy is better, and I think what he's done over the last two years playing at Ohio State, like, I'm more confident in him tra in, in him transitioning uh, smoothly than I am Trey Lance, so that's why I prefer Justin Fields. But if you're looking at upside, I think Trey Lance has higher upside, but I think Justin Fields has a much higher floor than Trey Lance. And I think when we're talking about mo like what is what is their realistic ceiling, um, 
I, I, I just think Justin Fields is more likely to reach his ceiling than Trey Lance is. So that's why I would take Justin Fields. Uh, but I, I expect the Falcons to take Trey Lance, especially if Mac Jones goes at pick number three. Now, if Trey Lance is off the board at three, then I, I, I think the Falcons will probably take Kyle Pitts and pass up on Justin Fields, um, which would be a mistake in my opinion. But I think we're going to go with Trey Lance. Now, at number five, Cincinnati Bengals. This is a super interesting pick because the Bengals, they need help on their offensive line. Their offensive line was really, really poor last year, um, and Joe Burrow got injured as a result. So I think they could easily go Panacea or Rashawn Slater here. But, like, everything I'm seeing right now in mock drafts and everything I'm hearing is that they're looking at Jamar Chase and that Joe Burrow has been pushing for Jamar Chase to be the pick. I think they're going to go with a pass catcher here, whether it's Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase is more likely to be the pick than Kyle Pitts. So I'm expecting them to take Jamar Chase on draft night. And I don't think that's a bad choice at all. You see, in the NFL, you don't need any elite offensive line to win, to win championships. All you need is a franchise quarterback and an average offensive line. They have their franchise quarterback. And Joe Burrow. I believe I believe Joe Burrow can be a star in the NFL. Now all they need is to surround him with, with receivers who can get open quickly and an average offensive line. And I think they're closer to having an average offensive line than most people think. You know, Jonah Williams didn't play much last year. He got hurt. Um, they signed Riley Reef in the offseason to be their right tackle. They do need to fix the, the interior of their offensive line. But they can do that on day two and three. Um, like in the, on day two, like in the second round, they can get potentially Creed Humphrey, Landon Dickerson, um, um, like uh, Liam Eichenberg, Dylan Raidens. You know, maybe they'll reach for a guy like Walker Little, Sam Cosme, Brady Christensen. They can get offensive tackles and interior offensive linemen on day two, and, and they can fill out their offensive line um, past round one of this draft. I don't think they have to take an offensive tackle or an offensive lineman at number five, I think they can get more value if they take a guy like Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts here. I would take Kyle Pitts, but I don't think Jamar Chase is a bad pick whatsoever. Um, and, and if they do this, they could get Jamar Chase slash Kyle Pitts here. And like I said, Liam Eikenberg, Dylan Raidens, or Landon Dickinson, Creed Humphrey in the second round. And if they took Penesel or Rashawn Slater here, they would be forced to take... Um, Terrence Marshall, um, Canarius Tony, um, maybe Pat Fryermuth there, and I just don't think that's as good a value as they would be able to get if they took a, a pass catcher plus one of those day two offensive linemen. So I think they're going to take Jamar Chase, and I think that is a very a very good pick. I would take Kyle Pitts, but Jamar Chase is well worth this pick. Now at number six, the Miami Dolphins. Rumor, I think if Jamar Chase falls here. We couldn't see them take Chase. However, I, I I read a rumor last night that they like Jalen Waddle more than they like Jamar Chase. So, if Jamar Chase does go off the board at five, I think they're going to be choosing between Kyle Pitts and Jalen Waddle. I would go Kyle Pitts because I think Kyle Pitts is the best non-quarterback in the draft. He's the number two player on my big board. I love Kyle Pitts. He's a stud. But they already have Mike Gusecki. Um, that wouldn't stop me from taking Kyle Pitts, but I'm just explaining why they would pass on him. They already have Mike Gusecki. 
They have um, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, uh, Preston Williams. They don't necessarily need an outside receiver right now. What they actually need is a slot receiver. And I think Jalen Waddle is the best fit for the Miami Dolphins out of all the pass catchers in this draft. He's a slot receiver who is a deep threat from the slot. He has elite speed. Um, he can make plays with the ball in his hands. He can run short routes like drag, slants, and pick up yards with the ball in his hands. He can break tackles, um, and he can just outrun people with his elite speed. He also is great at making contested catches. I don't know how well that's going to translate because of his size. He's 5'10", 185 pounds. Um, but I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if the Miami Dolphins do take Jalen Waddle. Now, if Kyle Pitts and Jalen Waddle are available, I don't really have a good idea of who would they would att- who who would they who they would take in that situation. But I do expect the pick to be either Kyle Pitts or Jalen Waddle. And let let's say the Falcons take Kyle Pitts at four. If that happens, I expect the Miami the Miami Dolphins to take Jalen Waddle no matter what. Now, at number seven, the Detroit Lions. Um, they have so many needs. So many needs. Like, their roster is really, really bad. Um, they have no receiver whatsoever. Like, their best receiver right now is either Rashad Perriman or Tyrell Williams. I think those guys are okay, but they don't have, like, a true number one receiver. Um, and they got to fix that receiving core. Now, Tyrell Crosby is in the final year of his contract. He's their right tackle. I think we could see them take Panay Sewell or Rashawn Slater at number seven. Um, but I also think we could see them take, like, if Jamar Chase is available, I think they could go with him. Um, if Jamar Chase is available at seven, I expect them to take him. There's rumors that the Lions tried to trade up with the Falcons to get Chase at four. So if Chase is available at seven, I expect them to go with him. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be available. And if he's not available, they're going to be choosing, in my opinion, between either like Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Penesul, or Rashawn Slater. And in that situation, I think they'll go BPA. And I think a lot of teams are going to have Penesul um, as best player available in this situation. So I would expect them to take Penesul. I also think they could go with Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle here. It'll just... Their pick will, de- will depend on whether or not they want a, re- a right tackle to, to replace Tyrod Crosby or if they want a true number one ride- wide receiver. Uh, because if they want a number one, uh, a true number one wide receiver, they'll take Waddle or Smith. But if they want a right tackle, they'll take Sewell or Slater. So at number eight, the Carolina Panthers, um, they are a really good team. Like they have a really good roster. They don't have a ton of needs. They need a corner. And a right tackle. And right now, I think at number eight, they're likely going to have Panesul, Rashad Slater, J.C. Horn, or Patrick Sultan available. And Taylor Morton is playing on the franchise tag. He's the right tackle. I actually misspoke. They don't need a right tackle. They need a left tackle. And I think Panesul or Rashad Slater could both be phenomenal left tackles for them. So... Um, I expect them to take Panesu or Rashawn Slater, whoever's available there. If none of them are available, which I would be pretty surprised, I expect them to get Rashawn Slater on draft night. But if neither of those guys are available, they could take J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan to, um, to pair up with Dante Jackson. Now at number nine, the Denver Broncos, they're in a weird spot here. Um, 
they could trade up for a quarterback, or they could take a quarterback if one falls to them. If a quarterback does indeed fall to them, I expect them to take a quarterback. But I don't know if that's going to happen. And if that doesn't happen, they're probably going to be looking at a right tackle um, to replace Juwan James, or a corner, maybe, or a linebacker. Like, they could take Micah Parsons. I don't think Micah Parsons is a great fit there. I also don't think he's good value. I'm not as high on Micah Parsons as the consensus is. Uh, I'm lower on him. I know that. Um, but I don't think they're going to take Micah Parsons. So I think if Rashad Slater is there, they're going to take him. If a quarterback is there, they're going to take him. But I think a sneaky pick would be Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. Um, I know that there are NFL teams that have JOK as the number one linebacker, and I think JOK will be an excellent fit in Denver. They need an inside linebacker badly. I think he would be a great fit. He can do everything. He can cover. He can fill gaps. He's a good run stopper. He's a great as a blitzer. He's excellent in coverage. He's better at pretty much everything than Micah Parsons. I think he's... I think it's not even close. Like the compare, like if you're comparing Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa and Micah Parsons, it's not even close in my opinion. I think JOK is a much better linebacker than Micah Parsons. I don't really think there's anything that Micah Parsons does better than JOK. I think JOK is just flat out a better football player. That's just my opinion. Um, so I think he's a sneaky pick there. Uh, but like I said, they could trade up. They could also. Um, take, they can trade up for a quarterback. They could also take a right tackle in Rashawn Slater. Uh, now, before I move on, I do want to go back to the Detroit Lions pick at number seven. If a quarterback is available at number seven, I think they could take one. Like, let's say Justin Fields slips to number seven, which I think is a realistic possibility. They're going to take Justin Fields, in my opinion, because I don't think they care about Jared Goff whatsoever. I don't think he is their future. Um, the only reason why he's even on their team is because um, they, they took him on in the Matthew Stafford contract, in the Matthew, I mean, in the Matthew Stafford deal to get a, another first round pick because the Rams, they wanted to get rid of Goff's contract so bad that they were willing to give up an extra first round pick. And the Lions were like, Hey, we'll take it. Like we'll take as much draft capital as we can possibly get. So I don't think they are, I don't think Jared Goff is their franchise quarterback. I think he is. Co completely replaceable there. So if they have, like, um, just if Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Mac Jones falls to the Lions, I think they're going to seriously consider taking them. And if Trey Lance or Justin Fields are available there, they're going to draft the quarterback, in my opinion. Now let's move on to the Cowboys at number 10. I think a popular pairing here has been Patrick Sertan, and I think this is that's what's going to happen. I think that's an excellent pick. Uh, Patrick Sertan is an extremely good zone coverage corner. He's also very good in press man. Um, he, he's just really good all around. My, my biggest issue with him is the long speed. I don't necessarily trust um, his pro day number. I know he ran a 4-4-4-40 yard dash. I don't necessarily trust it. There are um, so there are times on his film where he got um, he got out of position on on deep on deep routes and just was not able to get back in position. And that scares me a little bit. Um, but I think he's a great fit in Dan Quinn's uh, defense. I think he's a better fit than J.C. Horn is. But I wouldn't be shocked if J.C. Horn is picked here. J.C. Horn is, in my opinion, the best press man corner in this draft. J.C. Horn is a stud. He's my number one corner in the class. 
Um, but I, I expect them to go corner if a right tackle is available like or if a tackle is available like Rashawn Slater. I think they could go with them, but I don't expect that to happen. And I think the most likely scenario is that they take Patrick Sertan at number 10. Um, another sneaky pick would be Jalen Phillips because they do need an edge rusher to pair up with Demarcus Lawrence. And Jalen Phillips, it, his talent is worth the pick. Now, he does have some injury concerns, so I don't think he's going to go top 10. But he is easily a top 10 talent. Um, you just got to worry about the injury history and the concussions he suffered. And so I don't expect him to be a pick, but he's a possibility at 10. Now, at number 11, the New York Giants. Um... They have a few needs. Uh, they need, honestly, they need to replace Daniel Jones, in my opinion. I don't think they're going to do that. But, like, if let's say Justin Fields gets gets to 11. They should take Justin Fields and not even think twice about taking anybody else. If a tackle like Rashawn Slater or Panay Sewell is available at 11, they should take him. Um, but... I think they're going to either. I think they are in play for a receiver. Like, if Jalen Waddle is available at 11, I could see them taking him. I could also see them reaching for somebody like uh, Quiddy Pay or an edge rusher. Um, maybe, maybe Rousseau. I think the NFL is like Lance Zerline said on Twitter one day that the NFL is lower on Gregory Rousseau um, than the media or than the consensus. I don't like Rousseau that much. Um, I probably wouldn't draft him inside the top two rounds. Um, he's just not the kind of edge rusher I prefer. I think he's, I think he could be a really good defensive tackle, but like he's 260 pounds, so, and he's already gained 20 pounds in college, so I, I don't know if he's going to be able to get um, his weight up to where he can play defensive tackle on a consistent basis. This is an interesting pick. It'll all really determine, it'll, it'll, this pick will be determined by how the board uh, plays out, but I think Jalen Waddle would be a good pick here. So would Devontae Smith. Maybe they go with a guy like Christian Darisaw, Tevin Jenkins, Elijah Bear Tucker. Maybe Micah Parsons goes here. I wouldn't be shocked if they take Micah Parsons. Um, I know the consensus is a lot higher on Parsons than I am, so he could go off the board here. I don't know what to expect the Giants to take, but they have a lot of options. I probably would take Jalen Waddle. Um, if Rashawn Slater or Panay Sulafar here, I'm taking them and I'm not considering anybody else. Um, and that's the same for a quarterback. Like, if Trey Lance or Justin Fields falls to 11, I'm taking them. No questions asked. But I think the most likely scenario is that they take Jalen Waddle um, to be, like, their third receiver. And I think they're, they're trying to see, like, is Daniel Jones their future? I don't think he is, but... If you want to see if he truly is the answer for them at quarterback, I think they need to surround them with as many pieces as possible. Take Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith and see what you got in Jones. Now, at number 12, the Philadelphia Eagles, I think they're going to take either a receiver or a corner. I think Devontae Smith is likely to be here because I think he's going to fall because of his weight. Um, I'm not as concerned with his weight. Like I think he is a stud. He's worth a top 10 pick. Like If the Detroit Lions take him at 7, I'll be fine with it. Uh, Devontae Smith is a stud and would have an extremely good argument to be the number one the number one wide receiver in most drafts. Um, I also think the Eagles think they could take a corner. Like, let's say um, Sotan or Horn fall to 12. I think they're in play. Um, I also think Farley is in play, depending on what they how they feel about his medical history. 
I also think Quiddy Pay is, is in play here. Apparently, they love Quiddy Pay. I don't think they'll take Pay here. I think they'll go with Devontae Smith, Patrick Satan, or J.C. Horn. Maybe Jalen Waddle if he's available, but I think the NFL loves Jalen Waddle, and I think he'll be off the board. So I expect this pick to be Devontae Smith, and that is who I would take because I want to see what Jalen Hurts is made out of. He didn't have a lot of surrounding talent last year, so I'm going to give him a true number one wide receiver in Devontae Smith. Now at number seven or number thirteen, the Los Angeles Chargers. They need a tackle. They need a left tackle. But it sounds like they're comfortable with their left tackle. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them take J.C. Horn, Patrick Sultan, or Caleb Farley. Um, but I think they're going to go with a left tackle or, or a corner here. Um, I don't think Penesel or Rashawn Slater are going to be available. I think they're going to have to look at um, Tevin Jenkins, Christian Darasaw, or Elijah Vera Tucker. And I expect this pick to either be Darasaw um, J.C. Horn, or Patrick Sutan. Those are the three guys I think they're going to look at. It sounds like they're comfortable with their left tackle. If that's the case, I expect this pick to be J.C. Horn or Patrick Sutan, whoever's available. Now, at number 14, we got the Minnesota Vikings. They need a left tackle as well. Um, I think they'll go with Christian Derisov if he's available. I think they'll also consider Elijah Barrett Tucker. Um, I think they're going to go with an offensive lineman here. Maybe Jaylen, maybe they go with Jalen Phillips if he's still available. Um, but I think their most likely selection is either Christian Darisaw or Elijah Vera Tucker. Maybe they go after Tevin Jenkins, but it seems like the consensus is lower on Tevin Jenkins than I am because I love Tevin Jenkins. Let me look at where I have him. I have him at number 15 on my big board. So I really, really like Tevin Jenkins a lot, and I think he would be a great pick at 13 or 14. Now at number 15, the New England Patriots. Um, I think this is a spot where we could see um, a linebacker go, like maybe Zayvon Collins or Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa if they're available. You could also see them go after J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan because they want to get rid of Stephon Gilmore, and if they draft Horn or Sertan, they would be able to do that. I think... Um, they could also look at getting a receiver, like if Jalen Waddle falls, they could take him. Let's say Matt Jones falls here. Um, I think they could take Matt Jones, but I think the, mo they're, the most likely selection here is either a corner or a linebacker. Um, so I would expect uh, or, um, um, Zayvon Collins, Jeremiah Wissakormoa, J.C. Horn, or Patrick Sutan to go off the board here. Now at number 16, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, God, they need a corner bad, like so, so bad. Uh, corner is a big need for them. Like their corners right now are Malcolm Butler and Robert Alford. That's disgusting to look at. Um, so I think they'll likely go with J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan if one of those guys is available. If not, they can go with a guy like Patrick Sertan, maybe Darisaw or Elijah Bear Tucker if one of those guys is available. Um, but corner is such a big need for them that I think they'll go corner. Maybe they could go Jalen Waddle if he falls, but I don't think any of the receivers are going to fall. They're going to have to choose between a corner and a tackle. And I would probably go with a corner here. Like, if Horn or Sertan is available, I pick one of them and call it a day. Now, number 17, the Las Vegas Raiders. So, I think, excuse me, the the Raiders need to take an offensive lineman here, whether that's Christian Darasol, Elijah Vera Tucker, or Tevin Jenkins. Take one of those guys because... They tore down their offensive line in the, in the offseason for whatever reason. 
and they got to rebuild that. Uh, because their offensive line was one of the big reasons why Derek Carr was so good and Josh Jacobs was so good last year. So I think they need to take an offensive lineman here. Um, I like Tevin Jenkins to be their right tackle. Um, if they want to go that route, maybe they like Elijah Vera Tucker. Whoever they like, they need to take an offensive lineman here. So I expect them to go with either Christian Derisaw, Elijah Vera Tucker, or Tevin Jenkins. I think all three of those guys would be excellent picks. Now, at number 18, the Miami Dolphins. Um, I think I think they're going to either take a, a tackle here or a linebacker. Maybe they want to reach for an athletic freak like uh, Sam Cosme, Walker Little. Maybe they like Liam Eichenberg, Dylan Raidens. Um, I also think they could consider Zayvon Collins. Maybe Micah Parsons, if he falls due to the off-the-field issues, if he's still available, we could see them go with Micah Parsons. I think Zayvon Collins would be a better fit for this defense, but I wouldn't be shocked if they took Micah Parsons. Uh, but I think they're going to go with a linebacker or a tackle. Let's say Elijah Vera Tucker, Darisol, or Jenkins are available here. I think they'll go with one of those guys. But I but I also could see them going with Zayvon Collins or Micah Parsons. Now at number 19, the Washington football team, they got a really good team. Like Their roster, it's pretty good. Uh, they need a quarterback, they need a left tackle, and they need a linebacker. Um, they could also use a corner. Um, uh, but like their defense is super, super solid. They don't have many needs. Um, if a, if a left tackle is available here, I, th- I expect them to go with one like Tevin Jenkins, um, Elijah Bear Tucker, there. So if one of those guys is available here, they should take them. Um, if a a linebacker is available like Zayvon Collins or Micah Parsons, maybe even Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, I think they should take one of those guys. Um, I have my comparisons going to them in my mock draft because, you know, I'm lower on him than the consensus. If he falls here due to the off-the-field issues, I think he will be a fine pick here. I think this is decent value for uh, for him. But I expect them to go with a linebacker or a left tackle. Now, at number 20, the Chicago Bears, I had them getting Caleb Farley because I'm really high on Farley. I think his physical tools are just too good to pass up here. But we could also see them going with a quarterback. Like let's say Matt Jones somehow falls to pick 20. I think they could go with Matt Jones. I think they could also go with the left tackle at 20. Uh, and maybe even go with a corner uh, to replace Kyle Fuller. But I think they'll go with a corner or a left tackle. And, and, and I think they would be choosing between Greg Newsom, Caleb Farley, or maybe one of the top tackles, Darisol, Jenkins, and Vera Tucker. Now, at number 21, the Indianapolis Colts, they need a left tackle, a corner, and an edge rusher. This is a, a realistic spot for Jalen Phillips, in my opinion. I think Phillips is going to fall due to, due to the injury concerns. So, I think he'd be a great pick for the Colts. Like I said, he's a top 10 talent. He's number 7 on my big board. Um, and I think... Without the injury concerns, he would have a very, very good argument to be um, the third best player in the class. That's how highly I think of Jalen Phillips. In my opinion, um, he's like a a Miles Garrett, Nick Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Chase Young type of edge rusher. He is an elite edge rusher prospect. Um, He's special. But the Colts also need a left tackle. So if they have a guy like... Uh, saw Jenkins, Vera Tucker on the board. They'll probably they could go with one of them. They could also go with Greg Newsom or Caleb Farley if they're still available. 
They could also go with Jalen Phillips. So they have a couple of different options. Um, but I, but I would probably go with Jalen Phillips if he's still available. Um, but I can see them going with a corner, an edge rusher, or a tackle. They could also go with Quinny Pay. Uh, I know uh, I know a lot of people are really high on Quinny Pay. They could also go Quinny Pay here. Now at number twenty two, the Tennessee Titans. I think the Titans, if Rashad Bateman is still on the board, they should run the card in. Rashad Bateman would be an excellent pick, an excellent fit next to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown can play inside. Rashad Bateman can play outside. And that would be an excellent wide receiver duo in Tennessee. That would keep their offense playing at a high level. I love that pick. Um, I think they do need corner. Let me look at their their um, depth chart. I think they do need corner. Um, and let me look. Um, they might need a, a tackle too. Well, they definitely need a receiver. All they have is AJ Brown right now. Um, they could use a tackle. They could use some offensive linemen. They could also they could use a corner. Um, but I I love the Rashad Bateman fit in Tennessee. But yeah, we could see them go go with the receiver. We could also see them go with a tackle, or maybe even a corner. Um, but those are the positions I think they'll go after. If they go after a tackle here, they'll probably have to go with maybe Tevin Jenkins. Um, if Tevin Jenkins is still available, I don't expect him to be, but if he is, they should take him. Like, he would be, this would be great value for Tevin Jenkins here. Um, at corner, they could look at, um, Greg Newsom. They could also look at Caleb Farley. Maybe they want to, you know, take one of those, like, tier, tier two guys, like, um, there's a few guys I think they could consider. Um, I, there's some popular names. Efidu Melifonwu, um, Tyson Campbell, Eric Stokes, Paulson Adebo, um, Kelvin Joseph. Um, I like Kelvin Joseph, but like if Tevin Jenkins is on the board here, I'm taking, I'm taking Tevin Jenkins. But those are guys that they can consider taking at 22. Now, at number 23, the New York Jets. If Tevin Jenkins is on the board at 23, they have to take Tevin Jenkins because they got to surround Zach Wilson with enough pieces to where he can be successful early on. And if he has Mekhi Becton at left tackle and Tevin Jenkins at right tackle, like, you're cooking with gas there. So I think that would be a great pick. They also need an edge rusher. And there's a guy in this draft that I really, really like, and that's Peyton Turner, an edge rusher out of Houston. I think it's massively over underrated. Um, he's my he's my edge rusher too in this class. I love Peyton Turner. I think he's a stud. He's got excellent size. He's an elite athlete. He can stop. He's great at stopping the run, and he can win with power and finesse. I think you got to teach him to win um, in a variety of ways. I think he needs to, you know, um, develop his pass rush moves. But if he does that, um, he has a chance to be a Pro Bowl caliber edge rusher in the NFL. I love. Um, Peyton Turner, and I think he would be a good fit, at, a good pick at 23. I actually have him um, ranked number 23 on my big board. I think that would be a great pick. You can also see Quinny Pegg go off the board here. Um, maybe, I'm thinking of other, like, 4-3 edge rushers. Maybe Joe Tryon. I know Joe Tryon is getting first-round buzz. Maybe Rousseau, if they like Rousseau. Um, but, like I said, they they got to consider taking a right tackle. Um, they got to consider taking a receiver here. Um, corner will be a possibility here. Like, if they like Caleb Farley, I think they can consider Caleb Farley. But they got to look at right tackle, corner, edge rusher, linebacker. Like, 
They have a bunch of needs, um, and they're going to have a lot of talented players available at 23. At 24, the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, it seems like they're probably going to take Najee Harris at 24. I think that would be a mistake. I just don't think Najee Harris um, is much better than Javante Williams or or Travis Etienne. So I, and I don't think any of the top running backs are worth taking in the first round. Javante Williams is my personal RB1, um, and Najee Harris is my RB2. I think they got to go with an offensive lineman, whether that's like Liam Eikenberg, um, Nylan Raines. Maybe they like Walker Little, Sam Cosme. Um, I've heard a lot of buzz about Stone for Scythe in the first round. Maybe they like him. I think another, another, another option would be going interior offensive line, getting Landon Dickerson, Creed Humphrey. I think both of those guys would be good picks as well. Um, they got to get offensive linemen. they got to work on that offensive line. Um, and so I think they can take either of the guys I discussed. Maybe they want to go with an edge rusher to replace Bud Dupree and get like Aziz Ojolari. I think that would be a solid pick. Um, I've heard a lot. I think I've seen a lot of mock drafts with Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa available uh, from pick 25 to 32. If Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa is available at 24, that is too good a value to pass up. They should take JOK. Uh, but I think JOK will be off the board by now. And I think they got to take an offensive lineman. At number 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars are back on the clock. Um, they, they could take Trayvon Mayrig. May Rig, they need a safety. Mayrig is a stud. I like him. He's super solid cover, cover safety. He can play in the slot. He can play deep as a single high safety. He's excellent in coverage. He can tackle. He's got fluid hips. He's not an elite athlete and he's not an elite safety. But he is darn good, um, and I think he would be excellent um, in Jacksonville. I think they could also look at getting at getting an offensive lineman, maybe um, getting a receiver to pair up with Trevor Lawrence. Um, they could go with a linebacker, maybe a defensive tackle like Christian Barmore or uh, Levi Onwuzurike. I think that either one of those guys would be a, a fine pick here. If Jeremiah Owusu... Awusu Koromoa is available. They can take him. I think they could also take Zayvon Collins if he's available. I think they could also consider uh, uh, Jameen Davis if, if he's available. I think he's going to get first-round buzz um, after what he did at his pro day. They have a lot of needs, and they got a lot of options at 25. Now, at 26, the Cleveland Browns, I think they're going to go with either a linebacker or a defensive a tackle. I think they're going to look at Christian Barmore, Levi and Wuzurike, um, Jeremiah Wusikoromo if he's available, uh, Zayvon Collins if he's available, and Jamie and Jameen Davis. Um, and I think I think they're probably gonna go with Christian Barmore if he's available. I know he I know people love him, the NFL loves him, and I think Christian Barmore could go a lot higher um, than people think. I think he could go as high as ten. I don't think he's worth a top ten pick. Um, but I think the NFL likes him. More than more than people think, and so if Christian Barmore is available, I think they'll take him. But they could also go with uh, on Muzurike or uh, JOK, Zayvon Collins, or Jameen Davis. Now at twenty-seven, the Baltimore Ravens are on the clock, and I think they could go with an edge rusher or a receiver. If Rashad Bateman is available at twenty-seven, they got to take Rashad Bateman. He would be an excellent fit here. Um, but they could also go with a right tackle. Um, if they feel like there's one worth taking at 27, 
They could also take an edge rusher. Like, this could be a place where Joe Tryon goes off the board. Maybe Quinny Pay if he's available. Azizo Jalori is another guy I think they could um, consider at 27. Uh, but they got picks 27 and 31. And with those picks, I think they're going to consider taking an edge rusher, a tackle, or a wide receiver. Those are the guys I think they're going to be um, considering with those picks. Now, at 28, the New Orleans Saints are on the clock. I think they could look at getting a corner, uh, maybe a linebacker if one, if one of the top linebackers like JOK or Zayvon Collins falls. I think they can get one of those guys. They could also get a receiver like Elijah Moore, Kadarius Toney, um, Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall. To just, I think they can get a receiver to pair with uh, Michael Thomas and, and just get a weapon um, to to give Jameis Winston or whoever the quarterback is the best possible chance to succeed next year. So I would expect them to go receiver, linebacker, or corner. If they want a good corner, they can go with um, maybe Greg Newsom if he falls, Caleb Farley if he falls, um, Tyson Campbell, um, uh, Eric Stokes, Afidu Melifonwu, Kelvin Joseph, Paul Sinadebo. They got options. Those are guys that I think could go in the first round. At 29, we got the Green Bay Packers. I think the Packers are going to look to go with either a tackle, an interior offensive lineman, a defensive tackle, a linebacker, or a receiver. Maybe not defensive tackle, but definitely a linebacker, a tackle, offensive lineman, um, or an interior offensive lineman, or a receiver. And I think if Elijah Moore is available here, they would. They it might be a mistake not to take him because I, I think Elijah Moore is an excellent fit here. And he's worth this pick. Who would be a great duo or a great running mate with Devontae, alongside De- Devontae Adams. Um, I think he would make Aaron Rodgers' life a lot easier. Uh, and they could run jet sweeps with him. They can use him in the slot. He, he's a legitimate deep threat from the slot. He's an excellent route runner. I love this fit. I think they could also go with Creed Humphrey, maybe Landon Dickerson, maybe Dylan Raidens, Liam Eichenberg, Sam Cosme, Stone Forsyth, Walker Little. Um, they have a lot of options here. Maybe Jameen Davis at linebacker, Zayvon Collins, Jeremiah Wissacor Miller if, if they are available. Um, but they got a lot of options to fill their needs. Number 30, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they need an offensive lineman, so I think they could go with Landon Dickerson um, or uh, Creed Humphrey. They could also go with a corner. Like, let's say Kayla Farley or, or Greg Newsom falls. They could take one of them. Um, they both have an injury history. I think they could also go with Asante Samuel Jr., Kelvin Joseph, Tyson Campbell, all the corners I've named earlier in this episode. I actually forgot about Asante Samuel Jr. He could go a bit earlier, um, but I think this will be a good spot for Asante Samuel Jr. because they do need a corner, but I think they should look at corner and interior offensive linemen. At 31, we got the Ravens back on the board. I've already talked about what they need to look at. They need to look at uh, wide receiver and edge rusher, and I think that's it. They need to look at one of, like at like Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore. Um, I think Bateman or Terrence Morrison is probably their best bet because they need a guy who can play on the outside and create separation. So I think they're going to come out of the first round with either Rashad Bateman with two, two of the of the following guys. Rashad Bateman, Terrace Mar- Marshall, Joe Tryon, Aziz Ojolari, um, Quinny Pay, Peyton Turner, um, uh, Dylan Raiden, Sam Cosme, Stone Forsyth, Liam Eichenberg, 
um, Walker Little, or and I think that's it. Maybe Tevin Jenkins if he falls, but I don't think Tevin Jenkins is going to fall. Now at number 32, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who don't really have any needs. They're just going to go best player available, and that could be Peyton Turner, Elijah Moore, Canarius Tony, Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall, um, Christian Moore, Levon Wuzurike, Jameen Davis. They have so many options at 32. They just need to go best player available. They could also potentially go with a quarterback to be the replacement for Tom Brady uh, when he finally retires. I don't think they will. I think they're going to go best player available and just get whoever's left and whoever's at the top of their big board. They'll have a lot of options there. Well, that does it for um, for this podcast. That's all I have for you guys. I hope y'all enjoyed that, and I will see y'all next time. Peace.